0: Tennessee football has a monster recruiting weekend ahead, both at the prep level and maybe more importantly, the transfer portal area. So, who's going to be in town? Plus, a big decision was announced for a Tennessee defensive lineman. That and a whole lot more to Friday. Locked on balls. You are locked on balls. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, good Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Balls. It is your team every single day. This episode is brought to you in part by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Got a fun show coming up today. Again, big visit weekend coming up. We'll set the scene for that. Amari Thomas has announced his intentions to return to campus for a super senior campaign, and then Grant Ramey. My colleague over at VolQuest.com is going to join the show, talk a little scheduling and a little Tennessee basketball, that and more coming up here on your Friday show. So there's going to be a lot of names that are going to be here this weekend. There's already been three or four you know, players who have come in officially for midweek visits, uh, coming in a lot of times less than 24 hours. I caught up with another one on Thursday afternoon. I'll say about that here in a moment, but there's probably going to be around 10, if not more, Uh, Maybe 10 plus players who could be visiting over the weekend. And so I'm going to share a few names with you here, but they're not, there's going to be more, okay? I just, some are being finalized, and I'm not ready to say that they're going to be here because I'm I'm not for sure yet if they're going to be here. But here are a couple of players who will be here for Tennessee uh, this weekend for official visits. Tight end Cole Harrison. Tight end Cole Harrison. He is from the high school ranks, from the state of California, Tennessee, still trying to find a tight end, trying to find tight end bodies. Um, you had Jonathan Echols that uh, flipped his commitment from Tennessee to USF. You have Ethan Davis, who's on roster right now. You have Emmanuel Coyier, um, who's probably not ready to help you out just yet. Of course, you say goodbye to Jacob Warren and McCallan Castles. I mean, same song and dance. We talk about every single day, tight end position, you need help. You need some bodies. And so Tennessee is still trying to take someone from the high school ranks. I'm not sure if he'll be the only high school tight end on campus this weekend, but one for sure um, at this time is Cole Harrison from the state of California. Uh, he is from the prep level. Now one tight end transfer portal target that is said to be on campus, and this has been you know for a couple of days now, is Jordan Dingle. Jordan Dingle from Kentucky. Tennessee had a chance to meet and catch up with him earlier in the week. Alec Ablin, I believe Josh Hypel went on that trip as well, I'm not sure but um, I had a chance to do an in-home with him spoke with him earlier this week. he is expected to be on campus And in my opinion Tennessee needs to close out a tight end this weekend. Um, you know somebody asked me on the journal's quarters on Thursday kind of you know when should you start panicking? when is you know the alarm starting to siren a little bit in terms of Tennessee not having any commits via the transfer portal And I simply said, hey, by Monday, if you don't have a commit, that's kind of when I start to get a little little nervous. And you, you wish they already had a commit or two by now, but you need to start getting one for sure at tight end and then kind of work off from that, right? So I expect this weekend to be a big weekend for Tennessee, and we'll see if they can get a tight end uh, to commit or if they can get anybody to commit. But Jordan is said to be on campus. Uh, the tight end transfer from Kentucky, uh, Jordan State, or not Jordan stays. Holden stays from Notre Dame. I think that decision is going to be made pretty soon between Tennessee or Georgia, in my opinion. Um, we'll see exactly kind of where that is and if there's a decision at some point from over the weekend. Was officially here last weekend visiting Tennessee. I believe he was at Georgia on Thursday, maybe Wednesday, so we'll see what comes there. But you got Cole Harrison, prep tight end, Jordan Dingle, transfer tight end you will have Jamal Wallace, a junior college defensive lineman who is expected to be here on campus for an official visit this weekend. Uh, he likes Tennessee an awful lot. And, of course, you know Tennessee always plays a lot of defensive linemen, so uh, JUCO t- usually means that they're more kind of ready to go in terms of a body perspective. Um, it's not been Division I Power Five football, but you have been playing a-, a branch of college football for the last couple of years, sometimes two years. And your body's a little bit further along. So Jamal Wallace is going to come in for an official visit. And then you're going to have Maraud Watson. Yeah, Murad Watson's his name. Um, currently a Kent State commit. He is from the high school range. Went down. I watched his tape yesterday or earlier this week. And I liked a lot of what I saw. And I don't pretend to be a coach. I don't pretend to be a talent evaluator or anything. But I like to think I know the sport a little bit. And when I used to cover recruiting a lot more than I do now... Um, I would sit there and whenever Tennessee would get a commit, I would write this thing called an impact analysis and essentially who was Tennessee getting and how does this commitment affect Tennessee. And so in my process of doing that, I would sit down and watch, you know, film and, and you know, huddle highlights, um, other type of videos out there that these uh, these athletes put on the line and make available for people like me. And I would sit there and I'd watch and watch and and write some observations down and everything. And so I watched this kid's huddle tape. It was about seven minutes long the other day. And uh, man, I was really impressed. I was, I mean, bull rushing, getting back to the backfield. That's impressive. But, and then again, it's really not because you're typically the best football player on the field, you know, at the high school level. But his ability to get extension arms out, eyes in the backfield, getting rid of a blocker and going to make a play. I like that a lot. So, uh, Tennessee will have tight ends. Cole Harrison from the prep level. Jordan Dingle, a transfer tight end. Jamal Wallace, a junior college defensive lineman in. um, Maraud Watson, Kent State commits defensive lineman. And then Tennessee will have a pair of commits uh, already in the boat. They're going to be here for official visits. Defensive lineman Carson Gentle, of course, from uh, you know Macaulay High School. And you have Jeremiah's Hurd, um, who is... Basketball player, new to football, um, I think he's going to be one of the steals of this class. So those are those two are expected to be in as well. There will be more. Again, there will be more, but those are a couple that I'll share with you right here. Had a chance to catch up with a transfer portal target that picked up an offer from Tennessee earlier this week. He was in for an official visit uh, for a little less than 24 hours. That is Jermon McCoy. He's a cornerback, formerly of Oregon State. Uh caught him when he was going out of town on Thursday, had a lot of good things to say, quote, loved it. think there's a great opportunity for me to come here. Uh, the culture, I love interactions that we had with the coaching staff. They're down to earth with me and straight up with me. Um, I like that. And coaches said, that, hey, they showed me the depth chart, uh, quote, they said that a lot of guys have been leaving and I can come in here and step up. It would be a good opportunity for me. Um, And so, it sounds like he knows that there's some opportunity there as well. I think Oregon's involved in this one. I think Oklahoma's involved in this one. SMU, Texas A&M, and Tennessee. Um, We'll see what happens, but I think this is going to be a Texas A&M-Tennessee battle, and he is from the state of Texas. So, um, you know, that's something to, to watch out for there as well. All right. So it's going to be a massive recruiting weekend. We'll have plenty of updates for you all weekend long over vol We'll talk about it right here on the show. Locked on Balls, on a Monday morning. Um, we will come back. We'll discuss the impact of what Amori Thomas means to this 2024 roster. That and a whole lot more is coming up next right here on lockdown Balls. Do you want to tell you about our friends over at game time? You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying your next tickets to the next big event. GameTime is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, the best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals as well, they have the lowest price guarantee, even event cancellation protection and job loss protection, so they have your back no matter what. Holiday seasons here. Christmas is just around the corner. If you want to surprise your loved one, maybe your son, maybe your dad, maybe your grandpa, whatever the case is, to you know buy some tickets for Tennessee baseball upcoming at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Maybe Tennessee basketball this winter. You can do that at the Game Time app right now. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, that's Game Time dot uh, com or the GameTime app promo code LockedOnCollege L Locked O C K E D C O L L E G E college for twenty dollars off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. That is GameTime. All right, guys, welcome back into your Friday edition of Balls. I am your host Eric Kane. Appreciate you as always for being here. Tennessee received some good news on a Friday at or on a Thursday afternoon, and that is the return. of Of defensive lineman Amari Thomas, who will exercise his free year of COVID eligibility and come back to campus and play for the Volunteers in 2024. This has been expected, okay? Uh, We've dropped hints on it. I've I've mentioned uh, several times, I feel like, that I thought that, you know, Amari Thomas was, you know, in line to be coming back. He just made it official on Thursday, and uh, that's big. And I'll tell you why here in just a moment. I will say this right now. I do expect some news today. Uh, Maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast news has already dropped i expect uh at least two things to happen today and so um you know we'll see uh and if that's the case and everything goes out a lot of times you expect things to happen and then times get changed so you know i uh in fact i'll give you a brief little story i'm not gonna tell you who because it's still not been out there but something was supposed to happen earlier this week i came on here i recorded my podcast and everything and then I just kept waiting for it to hit the social media and it never did. I kept waiting. I'm sitting here with a smile on my face and I'm like, yo, oh, everything's great. You know, that fire emoji, like, oh, everything's fine. Flames all around. Um, and it never happened. So I had to get on here at like 10 o'clock at night and, and record a new segment for one of the, uh, one of the shows that I did because it, it ultimately didn't happen. I've been burned by that a couple of times. Uh, also, sometimes I've been, I remember like when Brew McCoy committed to Tennessee two springs ago Uh, he was supposed to commit on this day or whatever. And like, I was going out of town the next day and like, I went ahead and recorded the show like earlier that morning and I just kept waiting and waiting. And it was like, like, you know, remember he was California. So he was a couple hours behind us. And I mean, it was like, I want to say like five, six, seven o'clock at night. And I'm just like, come on, I got to catch a flight in the morning. Please don't make me have to redo this episode. And then like later that night he tweeted it and I was like, Oh, thank God. (laughs) So, um, anyway, just part of the profession, but nonetheless, um, I do expect some things to happen today. News items, news items. So we'll see what happens. And uh, no better place to keep track of all that here at On Vols and over at VolQuest.com. Probably we'll do another episode today as well, later this afternoon or maybe tonight. So uh, something for you to listen to on Saturday. Anyway, back to Omari Thomas. He put out on social media, Dear Vol Nation, I would first like to thank God for putting me in the position to play football at the collegiate level. I'd also like to thank my family, friends, and coaches for their endless support throughout my academic and athletic career. Uh, Lastly, to the most electric fan base inside Neyland Stadium every single Saturday, thank you. Four years ago, I made the decision to come here and be a part of the change. My time at UT has been nothing short of amazing. I've accomplished so much in my years here. I've grown as both a person and a player on the field I've enjoyed playing alongside my teammates and building a true brotherhood. However, I think we can take this a little bit further. With that being said, I will be returning to the University of Tennessee for my final season. Let's run it back one last time. Go Vols forever and always Big O. So that is Amari Thomas. And and that's huge, right? I mean, Amari Thomas has been a really good player here for Tennessee um, over the years. I mean, he really has. at a Crest Christian Academy. Um, over there, I think it's a, is that in County Briar Crest school? Maybe, uh, nonetheless, it's in Memphis and he's been a really good player for Tennessee. Came in with his teammate Jabari small. Um, he did not go, or he, uh, let's see, did he go through senior day? Yeah. He went through senior day activities, uh, back prior to the Vanderbilt game, uh, did always had that year of eligibility, uh, 88 tackles throughout his career, 11 TFLs, four sacks, um, preseason sec, all American, uh, coming into the 2023 season, so um he's been a very notable player and now you look at what this defensive line could be like in 2024 just like a month ago honestly we were thinking guys you know how different can the line of scrimmage look both offensively and defensively tennessee could be hurting but john campbell announces he's coming back gerald Mincy announces he's coming back i believe dane davis will be coming back those are three tackles you feel good about and have played a lot of football I think Cooper Mays is going to come back. I feel like Javante Spragans is going to come back. Jackson Lampley, I feel like, is going to come back. A lot of these guys haven't made announcements, but point is, Campbell has and Mincy has. And so there's your tackles for sure that you feel good about. Um, but I think the offensive line can return a lot of starters. And now I look at this defensive line. Let's, look, let's break this down by the four positions on the defensive line. And Leo, which is that stand-up hybrid outside linebacker, the one that gets out of the passer, um, a lot of times it's stand-up, hand-in-the-dirt a lot of times, too. James Pierce, Joshua Josephs, Caleb Herring, five-star Jordan Ross coming in, and Shandavian Bradley's still on roster there. That's just your Leo position. Go to the other side. and remember, you lost Roman Harrison from that spot. Go to the other side, where the, the, defend, the traditional defensive end five technique that I call it, it's where Tyler Barron played. You lost Tyler Barron, right? But you have Dominic Bailey, Tyree West, tyree weathersby who was injured and didn't play his freshman year but everybody thinks is going to be a stud you're you have jason jenkins who's a veteran on this roster that's you know seen time and mop up duty and then you're going to have a, a freshman coming in kellen lindstrom who i believe is going to fit into that position as well so you got a ton of bodies there on the edge right and a ton of experience on the edge let's go to the interior big o returns to the interior we believe that Omar Norman Lott's going to return. We believe that Elijah Simmons is going to return, okay? Two more guys who have yet to make decisions, if you will, but we do believe that they're going to return. But let's take those two out of the equation right now. Look at the other guys you still have. Big O, okay? These are defensive tackles. David Hobbs, Bryson Eason, Nathan Robinson, Trevor Duncan, and then, of course, Omar Norman Law and Elijah Simmons. And I'm sure that I'm forgetting some people as well. But my point is... Look how much experience, look how much depth is on this defensive line. It's something to feel good about, especially going into next year, because games are won and lost at the line of scrimmage. You need good quarterback play, I recognize all that, but how good is good quarterback play when you can't be protected? Look at Spencer Rattler of South Carolina for much of this past year. Look at Drake May over there at Carolina. Um, he's going to be a top-five draft pick. He, they can protect him worth, worth a darn, right? So um, big, big stuff. Big announcement for Amari Thomas coming back and – um, announcing he's going to play for Tennessee in 2024. So that was some big news, and I uh, wanted to recap it here on Lockdown Balls. What about that 2024 schedule? Talked about it a lot on yesterday's show and get Greg Ramey's thoughts on it. Plus, Tennessee basketball, the volunteers, how they look right now, all that and more. That's coming up next, right here on Lockdown Vols. Do want to tell you about our friends over at Price Picks, okay? Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS is just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on your two to six player stat projections, and you'll watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money back this football season, and now you can play during basketball season as well. Just pick two, to, two or more players, and you pick more than or less than the player stat projections, and then watch the in, watch the winnings roll in. This week you can combo pick them as well. This week on Price Picks, I'm selecting Steph Curry for more than 29 points, Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, Christian McCaffrey more than 75 rushing yards, Joe Burrow, old copy not playing. Let's go, Jake Browning, his backup, more than two passing touchdowns. That is what a a, a, a player grid kind of looks like over there at PricePicks.com. All right, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Use that promo code locked on college for an instant deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on college for an instant deposit match up to $100. All that and more at pricepicks. All right, here to finish off here on a Friday morning, I've got Grant Ramey, my colleague at ballquest.com. Grant, lots going on right now. First, I want to start with the Tennessee football uh, schedule that was released a couple nights ago. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of an extra week. It's kind of how the, the calendar you know fits for twenty twenty four plus week zero, but every program is gonna have two bye weeks, so it's like another week of the season essentially in terms of content. But um for this new era of the SEC, kind of would you make a Tennessee schedule for the twenty twenty four season?
1: Number one, ten thousand subscribers on YouTube, and you bring this face onto the show. <laughs> this is this is one way to go back below the ten thousand number, I can assure you. This is you. true. Uh Number two, um on the schedule, it, it's kind of a bummer that they start with Oklahoma because it, felt, it feels like that's kind of been done with that home and home in 2014, 2015. So I kind of wish Texas was the way they went to start with. I don't think either option is you're not making your schedule any easier by adding either of those teams, especially if you have to go on the road to Oklahoma. Um, very dramatic and storyline and all that stuff from the sec to send Tennessee to Oklahoma for that first sec game, uh, with the Sooners as a conference team and Josh Heupel going back there for the first time since Bob Stoops fired him uh, a few years back. And it's kind of cool to see what he's made out of his career since that setback and, and what he's done at Tennessee so far. So that'll be really interesting. It's, it's interesting to start with two sec road games, even though you got that bye week in between, uh, Tennessee and go into Oklahoma and then turn around, and go back to Arkansas, a couple old SWAC schools. So I thought that was interesting, but for Tennessee, it felt kind of like the same old, same old. You still have Alabama. You still have Florida. You still have Georgia. You still got Georgia uh, in November. You still have, it's it's very weird to have Florida and Bama as back to back home weeks. So That's going to be two pretty big weeks in Knoxville, but it kind of felt like the same old, same old Tennessee had to cancel an Oklahoma home and home that they had scheduled because Oklahoma was joining the league. And that was, I guess, this past couple of seasons. So um, it it feels new and it's going to be cool to have two bye weeks and and, uh, an extra week of the season. But it also kind of feels like kind of business as usual. It won't feel new until there's no Florida or there's no Georgia or they're going to Texas or they're hosting Texas or whatever. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But 2024 kind of feels like business as usual
0: yeah you're right i mean it's not i I don't feel like from a tennessee perspective that it's gonna feel really new uh, until like you don't play alabama um and like you know that's why i hope and i pray and i pray and there's there's no excuse i mean there's no excuse not to play nine conference games um right just means more right well the big ten does it so um and, and if you do the nine games and you have those three permanent opponents and then you can fix that you got vanderbilt you got You got alabama and my vote would be kentucky but you're right i mean someone's gonna get left out so you're not gonna feel it's not gonna feel real until that moment but um you know i love the nc state game and of course that's not conference but it's gonna be a neutral side i hate that it's in charlotte but i love the nc state game week two that was already announced because it's such a nice little lid lifter and it's a test for tennessee before going on the road at, at oklahoma two weeks later and again we knew That Oklahoma game was the 21st of September. Chris Lowe of ESPN reported that about a month ago. But I do like that challenge because it'll be a challenge. Plus, it's got a significant upgrade at quarterback. It's a team that won nine games. I like that challenge there for Nico in Tennessee uh, before coming back for a breather against Kent State and then going on the road where you were not good in 2023 and going to Oklahoma.
1: I mean, We saw it at Florida, what this team looked like. And maybe it's different when you get away from Gainesville and the Swamp and all that stuff. And talk about new. The first time Tennessee doesn't have to go to the Swamp for the first time in however many years. I do agree on NC State. It's not Virginia. It's a game you should win, but they're much better than Virginia. And you need that kind of test before you dive into this thing with a couple road uh, road games in the SEC. Obviously, Arkansas is in a pretty tough place right now. uh, But Arkansas always seems to play Tennessee tough one way or the other. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a good team, NC State, that you should be able to beat. You probably should be favored to beat on a neutral site, even though I guess it's in the state of North Carolina. It's a little bit closer to Raleigh than obviously Knoxville. Um, but I do think it's a good test. And uh, I don't know how they managed to get Kent State the very last dead last team uh, in ESPN's Football Power Index on the schedule. Uh, but here it is. And also, if you didn't get enough Scotty Walden with Austin P on the Austin P sideline, here he comes back uh, in November with UTEP.
0: How bizarre is that, now there's a bye week after Alabama, so sandwiched between Alabama and Kentucky, but how bizarre is it that you get four straight home games? From October 12th, you're going to be home all the way up until November 16th, so you're going to be home for about a month, but then that number 16th, November 16th matchup is at Georgia, and we know how tough that's going to be.
1: It, it kind of feels like this season was, because you had that stretch where it was South Carolina, it was uh, Texas a and I think there was a bye week mixed in, there was UTSA, it yeah. felt like we didn't go on the road for about a month between Florida, I guess it was, and maybe Alabama, something like that, and then there are a couple back-to-back road games, but yeah, it's it's heavy away from home in September, and it's heavy away from home in November, and it feels like the meat of it is at home and, and it's great to be at home and it's great to have four straight home games, but Florida and Alabama back-to-back, that's going to be really tough. Um, And then obviously you have Kentucky. Uh, I think that was the one surprise that it wasn't a a November bye week on the second bye week. I was expecting Kentucky late October instead of uh, early November and the bye at some point in November instead of late October. But yeah, it's going to be kind of weird to have that, run of home games in a row what is it uh, Florida Bama bi-week Kentucky uh, and then yep. Jeff Lebby Mississippi State so that's going to be a fun one uh, with a couple offenses that go 5,000 miles an hour
0: yeah tempo 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 uh this is not Tennessee related but I do want to bring this up I'm sure by now you've seen the end of Florida's schedule for 2024 Georgia and Jacksonville cocktail party Texas at Texas home against LSU, home against Ole Miss and then at Florida State. And Billy Napier is coaching for his life next year. Woof. I mean, that is again, we've all known the opponents for for a while now, but that is rough there to end that season.
1: I was uh, I saw some a video on Instagram where a guy's like uh he's like bungee jumping and he's trying to cut his release cord and he's cutting it like one little thing at a time. And there's like one little strand each time he cuts it and it gets closer and closer and closer to dropping. And finally it (laughs) drops. And he just, he just goes down on on the actual bunch. That feels like Billy Napier, man. I mean, if, if the end of this season wasn't rough enough, like he apparently was recruiting well at some point and putting together a pretty good class. And now other teams are starting to raid their recruiting class a little bit. That schedule, man, uh, that is a brutal, brutal close for a team that uh, Tennessee knows what they look like in September and what they can look like in November uh, in terms of the Gators, and Tennessee's made them look good sometimes, and uh, it's going to be hard for that Florida team to... Good luck, Billy. That's all I got to say. It's going to be really tough.
0: All right, man, let's shift gears here. Let's go to Tennessee basketball. I I know that you're pumped up about this. I'm sure no one else is going to it, but... I know you're not going to The Point is 10 o'clock Eastern time tip in San Antonio, Saturday against NC State. Um, just ballpark. You gonna be up at 3 a.m., four a.m. What time are you going to bed?
1: Uh no, I'm not staying up till four a.m. for basketball. Uh no offense, Rick Barnes, your Tennessee basketball program. Uh or 10 West o'clock Walker. start of, it'll be over at midnight. Um, probably two, two thirty, something like that. Do you want yeah. me to can I do you want me to explain this? Because there's a lot of questions about how this game happened, why it's happening, where yeah, it's go happening. Ahead. Okay, Tennessee was looking for a home-and-home. Home. They didn't want to go through the bulk of December with bye games leading into January 6th, Ole Miss SEC opener. They didn't want it to be Norfolk State, Tarleton State, uh, George Mason. Um, I can't even remember who they played the other night. Georgia Southern. They didn't want another one of those games mixed in. Obviously, Illinois is pretty tough. if You pass that test. You didn't want to go a month without it. So they look around for a home-and-home. Home. They're looking for a, a power six program, and they're offering to go on the road first. And they couldn't find any takers, so it became a neutral site thing where they have played in these Hall of Fame. It's a Hall of Fame tournament event, whatever they've played in those events before in uh, what was it, uh, Toronto and Phoenix against Gonzaga in Washington. So they've kind of they know these this event and all this stuff. So it finally became okay. Take the best team you can find, which is North Carolina State, and we'll play it wherever we have to play it. Now, why it's at ten o'clock? No idea. Couldn't tell you. That's TV, whatever. It's a triple header. Who knows if it even starts on time? But ten o'clock, uh, ESPN two. I'll have a cup of coffee in hand. Don't worry.
0: That's rough. Um, thoughts on Tennessee so far? Again, it's a long season. Um, very, very much battle tested here in the month of November. Now you're into December. Uh, one positive here lately, man. Jonas Adu. I mean, is he is he going to be maybe not as dominant as he's been in the last three games? But I mean, is he is he going to be a player for Tennessee? Some someone that the scout is going to have to really prepare for week in and week out? Well, NC State better be
1: preparing for him because this is as aggressive as we've seen him. This is as focused as we've seen on Tennessee playing inside out and getting the ball to Jonas and and getting him shots. Uh, Rick Barnes started talking about it after that North Carolina game a few weeks ago. He said, we're going to establish Jonas. We're going to get him going. He's going to be one of the best bigs in the country. He's a really good rim protector. He's always been that guy because of that length. Offensively, he's just never shot this volume that he's shot the last three four games and the question that you just asked is the question we keep asking every single time it happens is is this going to continue and it's just no. kind of continued it's it's kept happening uh, they didn't play great against Georgia southern in the second half but jonas adu went off in the first half scored a career high 29 he had 11 rebounds he had 21 in the first half the same number georgia southern had the most uh, tennessee player has scored in the first half in like 10 years so he's been really really impressive and until i see him kind of Go back in the shadows a little bit and not perform and not produce and not uh, be as aggressive and get as number of shots off as he has the last two uh, two or three times out. Uh, then I'm going to expect it to keep going.
0: Grant Ramy good stuff as always, man. Um, always working on stuff, churning out about tw- twelve articles a day over there at Volquest.com. Right?
1: Uh, I don't know. Nobody reads them. I just I just toil away. Uh, like that the the gif of the Kermit the Frog typing on the keyboard. That's it.
0: That's literally Grant Ramey. Read his work, VolQuest.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Grant Ramey. That's his name. There's no buy in there like Mike Wilson. It's at Grant Ramey. Grant, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. All right. See you, bud. Great stuff, as always, from my buddy Grant Ramey over at VolQuest.com. Check out his work. Check out all of our work over at VolQuest.com all weekend long. It is silly season. So much going on. Tennessee hoops. Tennessee football in the transfer portal. Tennessee recruiting. All that and more. Plus, getting ready for the Citrus Bowl uh, we got it all at VolQuest.com and, of course, right here on Lockdown Balls. Stay tuned. I believe I'll do a uh, – I will likely do another podcast later today so you can have it for tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, that will work out. Uh, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Balls what it is. Seriously, could not do this show without you, and I thank you so, so much for that. So, uh, enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. This is Lockdown Balls.